I would not be happy, right? You're thinking, I paid for all of this. You want the full order, you know, especially if you see them drinking half it on the way over to your table. <laughs> I heard a thing like everyone, you know, we're, we're con- we live in the country, but I guess there's, you know, in the city they have DoorDash and all these things. And I was like, I'd be scared to like order something with like a drink. I feel like someone would be like, drink, like, like sip out of my drink <laughs> before they deliver it to me. Um, I do have a confession. Jordan, this, this is for you. Now, don't have a heart attack, but one time Jade got your drink, and she said, make sure no one drinks. And I said, I'm going to take a drink of this, but don't tell Jordan. So I did. That was like, because you were so worried about germs. I'm like, you know what? I'm just really thirsty. He doesn't know. So Jade promised, so I made your wife lie to you. But you know what? <laughs> um, I was really, th- <laughs> and then, you know, but I'm just asking for forgiveness now in front of everyone, so you have to forgive me. Um, I'm just working on your character, being like, it's okay, forgive you. Like, say it. I need, okay, see? See, look at that, you guys. That's how it works right there. <laughs> that has been a long time I've been holding that in. I know every time I have a drink, I'm thinking, I did this to Jordan. <laughs> I am a person that if you leave a drink there, I'm going to drink it. So be careful. <laughs> it doesn't. My friend Sue, she realizes I cannot have water if I go out to eat with Sarah because she will drink her water. And then she changes my cup, and I go to drink. There's nothing in there. I do that. My children do that, too. They may have learned that from me. So if you've had my children at your house, I am sorry. <laughs> um, they want the fullness. They want everything God gave to them plus everything God gave to you. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. We don't want just a little bit. We don't want just a teeny bit. We want the fullness. So, like, I was thinking, if I'm going on a road trip that I don't know where to go, I don't want just the first direction. Right? Right? I do not. I need the full directions. Um, So I was thinking, you know, sometimes we go to the Lord, and we ask him for things, and then we're all frustrated and upset because we got this much, or or we listened to this much, and we went taking off before we heard the rest of it. So I'm like, I want the fullness. So waiting on God to reveal each step is really important. It says he directs our steps, but waiting on him. In Proverbs 16, 9, it says, with your heart, you can make plans. So I love that right there because God says, I'm giving you the ability to make plans for your life, to make goals. He's like, I'm not going to force you to do anything or decide what you're going to do with your life. I'm giving you the opportunity for you to make plans. That's actually pretty cool. Um, He says, I make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. (laughs) That's where we're like, no, I like the first part. I can do what I want. (laughs) Don't raise your hand, but how many of you guys are like, I like to do what I want. (laughs) I don't want to do what you want. I want to do what I want. Like if you're married, you're like, I don't, I mean, I love them, and I'm going to say, but really I want to do what I want to do, right? And then the Lord's like, yeah, you're married, and that's not how it works anymore. (laughs) And then you go cry a little bit, and then the Lord's like, you'll be fine, you know. But it's kind of like that. We like, we're excited that God's like, God gave us freedom. Yes, this is awesome. We're really excited. And then he's like, oh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you with your steps because, you know, you're not really that sure-footed most of the time. You know, you go walking off a cliff. Oh, look at that beautiful sunset. You're not looking down. You know, the Lord wants, he has things for you. But when we give our life to him, when we say, Jesus, I don't want to live for me anymore. I want to live for you. Then we gave him permission to direct those steps. 
and we can't keep taking them back. How many of you guys have taken back some steps sometimes and ended up in some places you're like, how did I get here? And God's like, I don't know, those aren't the steps I gave. <laughs> so he gives us this big picture, and then we get excited, and we run off, and we're like, I know everything I'm going to do with my life. And God's like, okay. Um, and then we start realizing, you know, there's steps to build our character to growing. We need some growing moments so that we can complete that. It's really important, you know, to have those steps. We have to be patient and continue asking God, what's the next step? I see what you have for me. What's the next step? What's the next step? Where do I go from here? How do I get there? You know, we may need detours because of circumstances. We may, may need, you know, time for our character to mature. I look at... Sometimes we look back five years and you think, five years ago I thought it was a great person. And I'm like, oh, I didn't really like that person. And I'm thinking, I hope I'm not here in five years. Have any of you guys ever been like that? Like if you got a baby in the house, sometimes you're thinking, I can't wait for five years because I, I don't get no sleep and they're so needy. I'm, I mean, I'm, I hate to break it to you, but it doesn't get better when they're teenagers. <laughs> and you think they're going to leave your bed. They're like, you know what's the most comfortable place in the world? Is mom and dad's bed at 11 o'clock at night. And let's just sit here and talk. And I'm like, I should have been in bed three hours ago. <laughs> so, it, you know, they wake you up in the night because there's sounds. And they're like, what's going on? And, and come help us. You know, that happens in our house. I don't know if it's just us, but, like, sometimes we'll scare each other because me and the girls will get up thinking that we heard a sound. And we are the sound that the other one <laughs> heard. And unfortunately, we all, we are a weapon household. <laughs> and so, like... Of what was, Layla had a five-pound weight, and I thought, I'm glad that I said, Layla, it's mom, because <laughs> I'm thinking that would not have felt good. So when I go to the bathroom in the night, even if no one's out there, I'm like, it's mom, it's mom, it's just mom, because I don't know what's coming. <laughs> okay, I've got a, I'm in a bunny trail. Um, one time I had someone coming to pick something up through Facebook Marketplace. Well, they were early and I was in town and Layla calls me. She's like, somebody's here and, and they look scary in there in a van. And she's like, she's like, I got my knife. She's like, I'm sending the dogs out after him. I'm like, Layla, just, she's like, uh, I'm like, Layla, they're supposed to be there. She's like, uh-uh. I'm like, yes, they are. Just stay inside. Don't let the dogs out after these people. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, okay, my... You know, and then other times we have neighbors that are close and, you know, they're like, we'll just call them. You know, if anyone, if you, if you stop to answer your phone in front of our house, just you know, like if you know where we live, just because we're like thinking, who is that? What are they doing? So we're just always, you know, looking at what's going on. And so our house, there's my little bunny trail of don't scare any of us in the dark. It's not going to be good for you. But we'll get back to the word of God. Let's <laughs> that sound fun? So we have to be patient and continue, and sometimes we take these detours and that mature us and, and build character. Sometimes we need to clean up messes before we can proceed. So um, walking in the fullness and hearing uh, God on a situation or a direction, um, we need to continue go back and say, God, what's the next step? Oh, I have to get some wisdom first on that? Okay, Oh, I need to clean up this bitterness and unforgiveness? Okay, got it. You know, I have to walk through this trial or temptation to produce a little bit more character? You know, I have to resist the devil? 
Like, all these things, God's like, I'm not slowing you down. I'm taking you steps so that you can succeed. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. You know, when you say, I want to run a business. God said, I'm going to run a business. Those of you that said run a business, you're all like, I'll pray for you, right? (laughs) I want to run a business. Well, can you run your household? (laughs) You don't run no business either. See, you're like, I know I'm walking with you. Lord, I ain't running no business. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Like if, if things are crazy, you know, because you know what? There's a lot going on. And if you're having trouble with, you know, what is the average? It says like 2.5 kids or something. If you're, if you're having trouble with your 2.5 kids, we'll say the dog is the 0.5, you know, and you, know, and you can't handle that. You're going to have a lot of people from a lot of different walks coming into a business, and they all think they're right, you know. So if you can't handle your household and God's like, you're going to start a business, you might want to work on that first. <laughs> you know, do you have the time? Are you going out? Are you looking at, how do I receive knowledge on this? How do I get knowledge in this, this area of study? You know, who's going to mentor me? Like, I want someone who's had a successful business to give me um, wisdom and direction for business if I'm going to start a business, right? I don't want to go to someone like, hey, you're bankrupt. Your business failed completely. Can you give me all your tips? I mean, unless you're going to do the opposite of those. You know, there is that. But you want to get some knowledge, some mentorship. Who's going to, where are you going to have intern? with you know where are you going to get that education like are you even good at this you know I'm not going to go sink my life savings and be like I'm going to start a business in computer technologies (laughs) and my husband's like I rebuke that in Jesus name you know like what if I said well God said I'm going to do this so I'm just going to do it right now I do not know things because you know what God did? He gave me a husband who knows everything about technology, so I don't know anything because it's easier to go do this for me than it is to learn. <laughs> Let's be true. You know, this won't work. Turn it off, turn it on. I did that. Just take it. Give it back to me when it's pretty. You know, that's, so I, you know, it's like, no, just because God said you're going to start a business, not like, well, the direction, I want to go here because there's a lot of money in technology. Well, not if you don't know anything. (laughs) There's a lot of money coming from you, not coming to you, right? So those of you that are going to start a business, make sure it's a business. You know, like, you know, I think running a restaurant would be fun, but I'm not a great cook. I'm an okay cook. So that wouldn't be very much fun because I don't know how good the food, food would be. The atmosphere would be really fun and great because I have that. Like, I have charisma. I can, you know, in, like, can I just be your restaurant's influencer? We'll do that, you know. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> See, maybe that was the Lord. <laughs> but we can't just say, well, I heard from God, so you know what? I'm just going to do it. I heard from him once. That's what he said. We don't just hear from God once. We need to hear from him step by step. It, changing, it changes depending on our willingness. Do you know sometimes the direction the Lord even originally put you in, he's like, I can't keep you on that, that path because it will destroy you. So it changes sometimes on our willingness, our growth, and even outside circumstances. Sometimes things just go wrong. Sometimes we live in a fallen world, things go wrong. Sometimes the enemy just wants to attack us. Sometimes, you know, bad decisions we made in the past, they like to try to follow us, you know. So sometimes God's like, that's why you need to hear step by step because the original path might not be the same steps that you're going to be taking. So it's that daily direction. 
okay, okay, where are we going to go? Where are we going to proceed from here? We need to hear and continue to hear and respond. When we pray, we're speaking to the Lord. So he's speaking to us, and then we're praying, and we're talking back to him. You know what I mean? Not talking, not back talk, talking back. <laughs> Communication. It's a, that's the response. You hear from the Lord, and then you're like, oh, this is awesome. And then you say, Lord, thank you for what you've done for me. Now what would you like me to do? That's the communication. So I look at that and I think, Joseph, Joseph in his coat of many colors, you know, he heard from God very well. It was, he saw way out, years out. And he had to take some very uncomfortable detours because he said, oh, I already see where I'm going. I'll be taking my own path, Lord. And the Lord said, oh, yeah, you will. Go ahead. (laughs) I do not want to follow that path, you know. He's going to rule nations. I don't want to be, you know, thrown into a pit and then accused of crimes and then be put in a prison to get to be in leadership, right? If I don't have to go that direction, I'm not going to go that direction. But, you know, he had to take some uncomfortable detours because his character, God spoke to him and his character just wasn't there. He's like, na-na-na-boo-boo, I'm in charge of you, you know. That's what, I feel like that's what he did. I mean, I may be ad-libbing. I don't think it says that exactly in the Bible, but, you know. Y'all, if you're the youngest, you know that's what he did. You know, he's dangling like, ha-ha, you can't have this because the Lord gave it to me. <laughs> then, he, then he grew up, got some maturity, um, decided to say, Lord, you direct my steps. You're a little better at that. Then you have Abraham. He heard from God, and he made a huge mess. <laughs> We're still cleaning it up. I mean, the thought process. You know, you think, you made a real big mess, and you had to clean it up and all these things, and he almost, you know, had to sacrifice a son because of the mess he made. You know, he had to clean it up. So he didn't get to just go, yeah, the Lord said this. I'm going to be the father of many nations. The Lord's like, oh, we're going to spend some time here cleaning this up. Children of Israel, they heard from God, right? They heard from God, and he's like, I'm going to part the Red Sea. You know, I'm going to, you know, hit a rock, and you're going to get water, and there's going to be a cloud, and you're, you know, you're not going to have to worry about sun protection because i got a cloud over you, and then you know what? You don't even have to worry about You're not going to pay for propane or gas or heat. You know, I'm going to send a fire, and it's going to keep you warm as you walk. Okay. I would say that would be hearing and seeing from the Lord. But you know what? They got a lot of fear. And they decide, we want to go on our steps. And they had to take a lot of extra steps. How many knows 40 years is a lot of steps? <laughs> but God, did he not still bring them into the land? He did. He, he never broke his promise. He did have to direct, redirect their... When they finally said, okay, we want to listen to you, he's like, good. Now we can go and just go in, you'll be fine. And they did, and they got it, and they got you know, this beautiful property that the Lord, this land the Lord promised them. But you know that they had, you have to listen to what God is saying. Paul, a lot of us love Paul. He wrote a bunch of books in the New Testament. Um, But he had to lay everything down. The profession he had before, (laughs) he couldn't really keep. Okay, before my profession was basically murdering Christians. Now I'm leading Christians. I mean, that's not good for business. It's not. But he had to lay everything down and change his course fully to complete his destiny. 
everything. He had to say, Lord, you direct my path, and he did. I'm thankful for that because we have so much wisdom through God's word because that man chose to follow every direction the Lord gave to him. You know, and then I look at Mary. She's a little teenage girl. She's thinking, oh, I'm betrothed to be married, and we're going to get married. He's going to have a house for me, and we're going to have all these beautiful children. And then the Lord's like, yeah, but you're going to have the, the Messiah. And, and before you're married. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know. But you know what she did? It changed. Her steps changed, and she changed with them. She she didn't shout and say, go tell everyone, oh, no, you don't understand. I'm carrying the Messiah. This is what happened. You know, she did? she was quiet, and she let the Lord reveal that. It said she pondered in her heart what the Lord had done, and she said, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go? And the Lord said, I want you to go visit your cousin Elizabeth. And she said, okay, I'm going. And then she didn't go to, she didn't go to Joseph and be like, you don't understand. An angel came to me. You know what? She, she said, Lord, you got to tell him. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> and you know what God said? That's right. That's the steps I want you to take. I'm going to take care of Joseph. You know, because at first he's like, this is, this is, I can't even say it. You know? You know, I'm going to sneak away. This woman you gave me. And the Lord's like, shut your mouth. Let me tell you what happened. And this is what you're going to do. Can you follow that? And Joseph's like, yeah, I can follow that. And, you know, if an angel appears to you in the night and is real bright, like, you're going to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Can I, I write those steps down? <laughs> Make sure I'm following them. Yeah, so we look in, not just in our lives where sometimes we get off the path and we start falling all over the word of God. But God said, as soon as you call on me, as soon as you humble yourself, as soon as we repent, because some of, some of our steps get us into sin. Some of us just get us into chaos, you know. <laughs> some of us just make our path longer. Um, and, but as soon as we say, yeah, Lord, I heard from you, but I quit hearing from you, you can get right back in line. You can get right back on those steps and have the favor of God on your life. It doesn't matter if, if you're 39 years into the journey. 40th year, God's like, I can get you right back in line. Don't just hear from him. He continue to hear from the Lord. That's how we come into this fullness. You know, there's a plan, there's a calling, there's a destiny, but God has to direct our steps to get us there in fullness. We want fullness. How many you guys want fullness? Yes, I want fullness. I love Psalm 16:11. It says, "You you will make known to me the path of life." This again, "In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there is pleasure forever." So it says when God makes his the path known to us that there will be fullness of joy. I don't have any joy. Well, are you in the are you on the path that God has for you? Nobody, nobody, amen in that. (laughs) Amen. But really think about it. If we can't find joy, even in bad circumstances, when you have joy and you know that God is leading you, even in hard times, that joy can bubble up. You have sad moments, but it says joy comes in the morning. You're like, this ain't going to last forever. I'm following the living God and all things are good. And it says pleasure forever. So if you're struggling to have joy, say, okay, Lord, can you, can you go over those steps again? Because <laughs> I feel like maybe I took my own path for a little bit or my own desire. Because, you know, we can even, I think sometimes we think, well, I'm not sinning. Well, that does, you don't have to sin to not be on the direction God wants for your life. 
because he loves us so much. He's like, you don't, you don't have to do exactly how I said, but the fullness is here, but you're welcome to live in part. God will not make us live in his fullness. He will not make us live in peace. He will not make us live in joy. He will not make us live in triumph. He won't because he loves us. You know, it's like trying to make a two-year-old, you know, eat something they don't want to eat. They open their mouth. They will like, they will go a day without eating. You are not going to make them eat that. You can't. And God doesn't want that for us. You know, I don't want to, think about your home. I don't want to live in one room in my house. I mean, some, there are seasons that feel like everybody lives in our room. In our bed. Like, should we have dinner on mom and dad's bed and watch TV and exercise? And like, I will come on, like, why is my door shut? Hello, can I come in my room? I'm working out in here. Oh, I'm changing in here. You have your own room. No, we like your room. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think, they forget we have a full house. You know, you, you can use all the rooms. You can go wherever you want. But that's, I don't want to live in one room in my house. It'll get pretty crowded. I won't have, I, you know, I, I want a bathroom in my house. I want a kitchen. I live in the country and I don't have a paved driveway. I want an entryway. Do you know how much mud? I don't know what happens, but if you have pets, they must roll in the mud, and your kids, too. I mean, like, they go, there's a puddle. They, like, stomping in there and, like, come into your house. You need, I need an entryway. You know, there's things. I want the fullness of that. I don't want to have in part. And fullness is a process. We cannot live on one word of the, from the Lord. You know, in Matthew 4, what does it say? Man cannot live on bread alone every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I need every word that the Bible says. I need those words. I need the Lord to continually be speaking to me. It's not he spoke to me, it's that he's speaking to me. I think we need to think about that. Like, well, God spoke to me. A lot of people are like, well, God said it. No, you're just saying that so you can get your way. (laughs) Say that out loud. We use that. Do you know that we do that? We beat each other up as Christians and people because we want to do what we want to do. So we say, well, God told me because no one will say, no, he didn't. I mean, if you come to me, I'm going to say, no, he didn't. (laughs) Because if it doesn't follow the character of God, I'm not going to agree with you. And you shouldn't agree with people. If he's like, well, God said this to me. Well, did he? Because that does not line up with his word. So he wouldn't say something that is not in his character. If you don't like it, ask the Lord. But too many times we're like, oh, I can't say anything because they said the Lord spoke to them. We use that. That's a manipulation tool in the body of Christ I think people use. I don't want anyone to ever tell me no or say that, they, that this is not a good idea because the Lord spoke to me. And there are times that the Lord speaks to you and people are like, you're crazy. But then the Lord comes through and then who gets glorified? He does. It's like this fine line. But the more we know his character, the more we know him, the easier that line gets to, to see. So I think about my children. You know, I didn't, I didn't give birth and be like, you know, look at them and say, hey, here's how it's going to go. I'm going to raise you this way, and you're never going to do any of these things. You're going to listen all the time. You're going to love me and hug me and, you know, all these things. And then these are the expectations. You're good. I mean, I did that, <laughs> but not only that. But, I mean, if we just say, this is how it's going to go, you're never going to back talk to mommy. 
I think it was like the first three minutes, and Layla's like, Meh, you know. Like, she's like, no, I'm not eating. I'm on hunger, hunger strike for the first three hours. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I don't know how to do anything. Lord, I can't put this bag. What do I do? <laughs> Somebody help me. Right? First time moms were all like, oh, it's here. And I love it, but I read all the books and none of that matters. How many guys, like, you read the books and then you try to follow it and your kid's like, yeah. We're not going there. But we don't just say, this is how it's going to be, and your kids never stray from that. You don't have a child. You have a <laughs> robot. You know, it's a process with lots and lots and lots of steps and changes as they grow and mature and gain wisdom and revelation and understanding as you grow and mature and gain wisdom and revelation and understanding. It's not just your kids that need that. I think the Lord, he's like, you're going to get this beautiful baby because you need to grow up. <laughs> My mom always told me, she said, you know what? If you have people being crazy in their lives and doing all this stuff, the best thing to do is get married and have a baby because that will grow you up. Because your love will make you change things in your life. <laughs> so my mom had nine children. She was real mature. She was. She, you know, she used to tell me a time when my kid was crying and stuff. And I'm like, oh, you know. And, like, and, I mean, it was, I mean, you guys should, I'm going to tell you a story, and you guys can feel bad for me if you want. <laughs> but, you know, like, I was born with this beautiful porcelain baby. Now I like the sun. And I'm like, how do I bring this baby out in this, you know, and so I'm like, Ugh. it just was inconvenient. I had to be inside. She was born in April, too, you know, and I'm like, you know, and it was just, she cried. I didn't know that she had colic because I was so sick. So I thought, this is my first one. I guess every baby only sleeps 45 minutes at a time. And if I'm not holding them or nursing them, they're crying all the time. <laughs> you know, <sighs> I did not know that that was not normal. And, you know, my mom comes over. Oh, come here, you little baby. I'm like, this baby been keeping me awake all night long. I haven't et- slept, showered. I don't even know what a shower is. I don't even know if I'm dressed. Like, I don't know what's hanging out or what's not, like, at this time. And you're come, give me this little baby. And my you know, she's crying. My mom's just smiling. Oh, yeah. The baby is screaming in her ear. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it'll be. And my mom used to always say, it'll be all right before you're married. You know, because she would basically say, whatever's happening right now, it's going to change. Direction will change. You will be okay. You will get through this. So moms that have little children and are going to have more little children, you know, and just had little children, it will change. You know, what you originally thought, this is how my kids are going to be raised, that may change a little bit. God will direct those, stat, those, those steps. And we all know, you know, how many guys are the youngest in here? Come on. Babies of the family, only this side. So the rest of you are like, yeah, babies of the family. I was the oldest. The oldest. How many guys were the oldest in here? Oh, I'm so sorry for you guys. I'd be praying for you. Middle children, you can go either way. You're fine, you're fine. Middle kids, you guys, you guys had it. How many of you guys know, like, the oldest child, the parents are like, I'm going to do everything right? And they're, like, super strict, can't do this. And so, like, the oldest child, sorry, but a lot of times we have anxiety, they have anxiety. 
you know, until they meet Jesus at least, you know. They're like, oh, we got to do this right. Like, they are rule followers. You better follow the rules. Because their parents were like, on. by the time the last one gets around, the parents like, I don't even care. Like, I don't care what they're wearing. Like, okay, if they have underwear and shoes, they're fine. <laughs> right? The oldest one, you're like, oh, no, there's a spot in there. i got to bring eight changes of clothes and make sure they look perfect. And everyone, like, when you see these families that all their kids match, when they go out, I'm like, what do you do for a living? What do you do? Like, I, like, I put, like, trash bags on my kids before <laughs> so I can get to church, rip them off. <laughs> like, here we go, here we go. Y'all look good. Um, you know, it's, we realize we grow up and mature and say, there's some things that are not that important. You know what? I'm having a busy day. I hand my kid a cookie for breakfast. They're not going to die. You know, the first one, you're like, they got to have a balanced breakfast. It's got to be between 7 and 8 a.m. And you know what? We got to make sure they have their bib on. They're in the high chair. They don't want them to choke. I got to make sure I cut those so small. You know what I mean? Like, in the second one, you're like, do we have any frozen waffles? Just throw them on the floor. They'll find them. (laughs) You know that is true. I'm not going to name names, but I've seen some moms in here pour, like, cereal on the floor. You're fine. You're fine. You know what I mean? It's real. (laughs) I'm not going to tell who that was you, Kaylee. I'm not going to tell. But, you know, I'm not going to tell. But I will tell you that it was me. And if I, if I have babysat your kids, then it was also your kids. <laughs> they like it. It's a game. <laughs> I was just thinking that, and I thought, oh, no. But you know what? I've already raised my kids mostly, so now I'm just helping you guys. I'm helping you first-time parents be like, I'm going to skip those crazy steps, and I'm just going to teach my kid freedom. I'm going to get on that path right away. Because I think about, I realized when my daughter was about a year and a half, I used to have uh, some control issues. I had major anxiety. I had OCD. The Lord has delivered me from those things, which was good, because I saw my daughter, and a cupboard was open. And she was about a year and a half. And my children gained, they were able to speak very early. First words, three and a half months, four and a half months. You know, they could speak full sentences like this at like a year and a half, you know. And, my, and, and Layla goes up and she's just crying and she's shutting the door. She's like, no, we can't, no, this. And, and she's like literally having an anxiety attack because a cabinet was open. I thought, something's wrong with me. <laughs> I did this to my child. I need to get back on the path that God has for me to raise my kids so I don't mess them up. <laughs> and then the things that I did mess up, I'm like, Lord, can you like heal that? And, and, and redeem that, and he does. So if you're like, I already messed him up, and now I'm on to grandkids, it's okay, it can all be redeemed. It can all be redeemed. That's what God does. So, but that's what it is of making sure that we don't just hear from God, that we continually hear from God. That's how it is with us. God speaks, he puts something in his heart, in our heart, and then we walk through it until that's complete. And then as soon as we complete something, you know what he does? He gives us another thing. He's like, now we're going to go here. Now we're going to do this. And as, it grows with us as we mature. And, and we just begin to walk through it. And we realize, you know, all of these, every step that he's giving us is intertwined, you know, to complete our destiny in the fullness here on earth. And we look back and say, oh, I went through this really hard season. But that prepared me for where I am because God is so good that he wanted me to have fullness that's real good. That's what he does for us. So if you're in a season that you're like, this just seems never ending. 
if you're in the potty training or new baby season or if you, you know, are, I guess, you know, in high school and you're so close to graduating, all these different seasons that seem like so hard and you're like, this season is going on forever, right? When you're in, when you're in school, you think, I'm never going to get out of school. This is going forever. When you have toddlers, you're thinking, they're never going to grow up. They're just going to get older but stay the same. You know, you think this is forever. <laughs> you do. When you wake up, you're like, this is the longest day ever. <laughs> you know, probably because they're waiting next to your bed. You guys have this, toddlers? You're sleeping. You're like, I'm having a dream. It's just so good. I'm resting. You're like, I feel something. You wake up. They're this close to you, just staring at you. And you're thinking, do we have to start this day this early? And, you know, they're learning their independence, so they're really practicing that. I do it. Well, you can't. You're two feet tall. You can't reach it. Now, you can't say that to them because they don't understand that. They're like, I do it. And you're like, you can't. I, I'll get dressed. You don't even know the difference between a shirt and a pants and your armhole. And, the, and I do it. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have went out of the house numerous times and my kids not having shoes on when they were little. You just carry them. I, don't even, I mean, we should just look at how good shoes look like when we're carrying our bag in children's shoes, how stylish they match our outfit because they're not wearing them. You're carrying them everywhere because you tell them to get them on and they're at just the end of the world. I can't. Like when they're like three and four, I can't do it. They're like dying on the floor because you told them to put their shoes on. Barefoot where it is. So I just want to encourage you guys that everything is intertwined. We want to go after that fullness. Keep going back to the Lord and say, Lord, it looks a little messy right now. And the Lord's like, yeah, we can do this. Let's get back on track of what I've called you to do. Just keep going back to him. Keep going back to the Lord and say, what next? What now? You know what? I kind of feel like I'm off here in the wilderness. And the Lord's like, yeah, you are, but these steps will get you back to where I have for you. So I'm going to finish, and we're just going to pray, and I'm actually going to just pray the word over you from Ephesians. Is that all right? Because the word of God, we know that it's always the Lord speaking. So I'm going to be in Ephesians 3, and I'm just going to pray this, and you can just receive it and pick it up. So it says, So I bow, Lord, we just thank you, and I bow in prayer before you, Father. Every family in heaven and on earth gets its true name from you. I ask that, God, that with great glory you give the power you give us the power to be strong in your spirit, that you will give us the strength through your spirit. I pray that Christ will live in us, in our hearts, because of your faith that you've given us. Lord, I pray that your life will be, that my life will be strong in love because it is built on you. And Lord, I pray that you and all God's holy people will have the power to understand the greatness of Christ's love. How wide, how long, how high, how deep, his love is. Christ's love is greater than anyone can ever know. But I pray that you will be able to know that love. Then you can be filled with everything God has for you. In Jesus' name, amen.